the extra point is back with its mini recap edition i'm wes here with bobby bobby what's up buddy hey nothing much man um just got back from uh, football practice uh ready to knock out last week's very entertaining week of nfl Absolutely, and it was a beautiful day-to-day for practice. And if you're wondering where our third partner in crime is, Matt, he is enjoying his birthday. No, he's not hiding or anything like that. We're going to break down the Falcons-Cowboys game tomorrow on that podcast, but today he is enjoying his birthday with family and friends. So shout-out to Matt. Happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday, Matt. Yep. Let's go ahead and jump right into last week's games. I'm going to go ahead and go through the scores real quick. We're going to talk about what was an onslaught of injuries, Um, maybe touch points on a few games, and we'll wrap it up. So probably go. the probably the worst week of injuries that I can ever remember. You I've know, never as far as star players, do you think that has a lot less to do with um, obviously no preseason and, and no offseason camps and all that? I oh. totally do. Oh, absolutely. But in all in all reality, as well, we have seen this number rise year in and year out with the torn right. ACLs, Achilles, stuff like that. But yes, definitely a big part of it, and also maybe a certain stadium. We'll talk about that too. A certain stadium might be paying, playing a big part in it. Uh, so let's go ahead and run through these scores real quick. Uh, I'm just going to go to the, from uh, right to left from NFL.com. Uh, we have the, as you all saw Thursday night, the Browns beat the Bengals 35-30. Seattle gets the win over New England on Sunday night football 35-30. Baltimore, great, great, great game, excellent game. Uh, Baltimore, 33-16 over Houston, pretty dominant performance. Justin Herbert, Herbert becoming the starter at game time with no knowledge, uh, injury to uh, to uh, 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 Taylor. He ends up uh, chest uh, chest issues based on the medication he was taking or a shot he had taken pregame to help with the rib injury, so he does not play. Uh, Herbert almost leads them to a win over the Super Bowl champions, but they do lose in overtime to the Chiefs. Looked impressive. 23-20. He did. Arizona gets the win to move in 2-0, 30-15 over Washington football team. The Giants take a tough loss in more ways than one. Uh, Chicago gets the win 17-13. You all saw it. Everyone saw it. Uh, Atlanta loses in a heartbreaker to Dallas 40-39. Green Bay gets the win over Detroit, 42-21. Indianapolis staying in that AFC South race gets the win, 28-11. Minnesota 0-2, and very uh, very rough start for them. Uh, Buffalo, Josh Allen looking like the real deal, gets the W versus Miami, 31-28. San Francisco rolls, but also rolls over a lot of players due to injury, 31-13. Major, major loss. LA, a surprise 2-0 team, takes the win, 37-19 over Philly, who is struggling at 0-2 at the moment. Denver loses uh, Locke. Uh, Driscoll comes in, almost brings them back versus Pittsburgh, but they do take the loss. Blake Bortles signed over there in uh, in Denver to a one-year deal. Carolina taking the loss to Tampa Bay, also losing Christian McCaffrey probably for multiple weeks. 31-17. Jacksonville taking a making a big comeback, but losing to Tennessee 33-30. And your Monday night game was Las Vegas getting the win 34-24 over the Saints in an upset. So let's go back to what we were talking about with injuries. Injuries plagued mo- a lot of teams, but no team more than the 49ers. 49ers lose Raheem Mostert uh, for potentially multiple weeks. Jimmy Garoppolo, high ankle sprain, will be back potentially this weekend. Uh, Debo Samuel and George Kittle were already injured. Uh, Tevin Coleman is going to be out with a sprained knee for at least five weeks. So that's two of their running backs. D. Ford should be coming back from an injury way back. And then the two big ones, Solomon Thomas and Nick Bosa, both gone for the year. Torn ACLs. Bobby, man, you, you picked this team as your uh, as your as your bold prediction with sacks and, and turnovers. But, man, it was a rough day for them. 
It sure was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I pulled up those stats. I mean, I was watching that on the red zone a little bit, and I pulled up the stats. And obviously, you know, with the loss, a lot of those defensive players and whatnot, my bold prediction didn't come through anywhere close to where you and Matt almost almost got yours. But, I mean, that's a situation right there. You know, talk about a horrible win, I mean, for San Fran. Like, you'd almost, you'd almost want to take a loss and keep all those players, you know, then have a win and lose all those players in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Um very tough situation, man. I mean, Mozart, I saw broke that, what, first play of the game, 80 yards. I think they said it was the fastest speed time. I think he topped level to like 26 miles an hour at one point, you know, like, or 25 or 24 miles an hour at one point in time during that impressive run. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's losing, you know, Bosa, arguably, you know, one, one of, of the best, best rushers. Players, yeah, yeah, pass rushers in the game. Uh, tough loss for them. Not only that's, that, you lose Solomon Thomas back-to-back plays. Solomon I mean, that's Thomas that's too. wild. Yeah, um, you had Paris yeah. Campbell go down for the Colts. Malik Hooker go down for the Colts, both on IR. Uh, you had – I'm just kind of going through the big names. Cortland Sutton, ACL. Uh, they have a lot of other issues. Boye, uh, they, they can't catch a break over. They lost lo- uh, Locke for two to six weeks with an AC joint. Big one, Saquon, uh, ACL, done. Uh, it's a heartbreaker yeah. for the Giants, but uh, – a, a year less uh, tread on uh, Saquon when he comes back, but the problem with Saquon is they're having issues. They have to wait. Uh, I, was, I don't remember all the details, but they basically have to wait a few weeks before they can actually do his uh, his procedure, which yeah, is going to put everything back. Yeah, they, they, you know, apparently it was a it's a full you know a torn ACL, which was expected, and uh, you know meniscus, mm-hmm. um, and um, uh, like a partial you know. Um, MCL or something like that. I mean, I'm sure he's going to have a full recovery. He's a workout freak, and we've yeah. seen these people come off of these injuries. I'm sure that, you know, he'll come back stronger than ever, especially now the way that they operate on these knees and whatnot. But regardless to say, um, it's tough to see a, a superstar player like that go down early in week two. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Byron Jones and Devontae Parker trying to get back in time for the uh, for the Thursday night game versus Jacksonville. They were both limited in practice today. And like I said, a lot, a lot, a lot of injuries uh, to, to go around the league. Um, Christian McCaffrey, again, we covered him. He was injured uh, as well, out two to six what weeks. What is that? Is that, that? That's a high ankle sprain? I believe it, so. He, he, was, he was saying he is accepting the challenge to come back earlier, so we'll see how long he's gone. I'm going to take a guess and say three weeks probably. Um, yeah. Going through all these games, uh, with the exception of the Dallas game, we'll save that for tomorrow. Uh touch base like you said seattle uh and new england what a great game dk metcalf and Gilmore jawing at it the whole it, it was it felt like a classic game at some points during that uh during that bout and i think yeah. that just at the end ended up going to cam a little too much with that run play late and i think and seattle caught on to it uh seattle loses a hell of a lot of uh, defensive backs and seattle players they, yeah, yeah big injuries uh and they just kept bringing out players i mean they had quentin dunbar out there first play came out got an interception i was getting you know I think I was texting you. I'm like, they're, they're, they're running out of people back there. Yeah. And you know, like we, you know, we, we talked to Nick, you know, yep. a lot of times, you know, like he, you know, he's obviously a very busy person and whatnot. So I'm sure he's kind of concerned. Um, there's definitely cause for concern, you know, you know, on that defensive side of the ball with them. Cause as of right now, I'll be honest with you, Russell Wilson, even though it's only week two to me, he's um, like I say, it's very early, but uh, his numbers and his style of play right now, the level that he's playing, uh, he definitely looks like um, he's in for running for MVP type of season right now. Absolutely. And, that, and, and moving on, that NFC West, man, it's just super, super competitive. You had Arizona moving to 2-0 and over Washington. You had the Rams moving to 2-0. and You had the 49ers. Uh, um, apologies if I'm wrong. I would say they're at 2-0, and correct? Um, uh, yeah. Yep. 
So they are. Yep. They. Oh no. They. Uh, they oh, lost. They're, they're one, they're one and one. one. So you have them at one and one. And then, uh, I, I mean, it's just a hell of a division. Then you have Seattle as well, 2-0. So, I mean, that's yeah, going to be yeah, a tough I division. My, I got my two weeks in a row. I got my uh, book it with Bobby. Yes, though. you did. Uh, that Redskins and, um, yeah, that yep, that Redskins game right there. Um, it was, what, 30-15, to 15, I think, type game. It's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, Arizona. Arizona's one of those teams, man, that secondary. Hey, Buda well, Baker's going to be a superstar, and Kyler Murray is, you know, kind of what I predicted. Hey, man. He's not an right. easy person to contain. And at two and zero with the buckets, you're you're on fire, man. You're having a good one. And speaking of on fire, let me tell you right now that last week was the best week in predictions that all three of us have ever had. If 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 Dallas holds, or if, excuse me, if Atlanta holds on and gets that win, and the Saints win last night, Matt would have had a perfect record. He would have went sixteen and zero. Uh, so are you serious? Yep. Oh. Yep. So, and I can't wait till he hears that either when he listens to it, because I'm pretty sure he's going to listen to this in the morning or. Uh, when we talk on the next podcast, because we'll, we'll cover it again. But actually, you guys tied. You had you both went 14 and two last week. So wow, okay. I mean, a, a hell of an impressive week. I went 11 and five, so I kind of did the same thing I did last week. So we caught up. We caught up to you because I think you had about a three yep. or four so, games. So here's week. here's the records. Check this out, Bobby. You are 22 and 10. I am 22 and 10. Matt is 21 and 11. Right. I mean that we're off to a fire hot start right now now what i will say is we did have somebody get eliminated from the lock challenge though and that was you my friend you picked minnesota to lock it up and get the win versus indianapolis and they laid a they laid an egg so they ended up you ended up taking your first loss and getting eliminated from the so how does does that go now on ours like you and matt are still in it so you're still gonna do it every week you're still gonna do the locks every week but at this point it's me and matt fighting for the glory and then you know once we have one i go back i go back to zero you guys are on a two-game one streak Yep, yep. We're in, I'm just gonna keep the overall record. So if all of us do get eliminated okay. at some point during the season, then we go by a best record like we did last year. Gotcha. Um, yep. As far as our bold predictions, uh, technically Matt was right. Matt did say Zeke was gonna get under. Uh, actually, you know what? He was incorrect. I apologize. Zeke. He said Zeke would get under 80 yards. Zeke, in fact, got 84 yards. So Matt just missed his lock of the week. Bobby, again, we talked about yours, your injuries all over the field. That ended up costing you your lock of the week, but my lock yeah, of the week. Only, I think they only had. Like, I think I counted correctly. I think I predicted they had three, ten plus sacks and, and five turnovers. Yeah. I think they had three sacks. Yeah. Yep. So and I did. You know, I got my lock. I got my bold prediction as well. Allen zero turnovers on the game, and they get that W over four hundred yards, no fumbles, no interceptions, four touchdowns. I, I got my lock. I got my bold prediction. I got an 11 and five record this week. I, I'm a happy camper. You know, the only thing that would have made it any better was Jacksonville. And let's go ahead and just cover that game real quick. Jacksonville yeah. fights and fights, and this is an offense as that I have not seen since we had Thunder and Lightning, Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardell, uh, and Freddie Teeb in the backfield. This offense is fun to watch, and I told one of my buddies when we were sitting here watching the game that I we were down, and I was having the greatest time watching this offense go to work. I mean, you have Minshew, who's been on fire. He had a rough game. A couple tip picks cost them in this game. Uh, Lambeau had a, two big errors in his game. He mixes, misses an extra point, and then he also, on the preceding kick, or on the following kickoff, he uh, tries to squib it, and in, instead of squibbing it past the Tennessee defenders, it actually goes right into the Tennessee defenders hands and uh sets them up for a late field goal that actually ends up being the difference in this game if you think about it that's four points you got a 39 or a 29 30 game at that point so a couple yeah couple I, was, you know, I, was, 
I was impressed with James Robinson, though. Was, yes. Uh, you know, running back, man. 16 carries, 102 yards and a touchdown, averaging 6.4 yards a carry. Kind of coming out of nowhere. You know, obviously, Chris Thompson was a talk of, you know, after Leonard Fournette left, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of people were, uh, you know, thinking that he would take over the reins or whatnot. But it's kind of seemed like, you know, I mean, he had, what, uh, three catch, uh, three pass receptions for 20 yards and a touchdown and only carried the ball two times. For seven, mm-hmm. so they might found, you know, I mean, that's by committee right now, but Robinson looked pretty impressive. Robinson yes. is definitely the cowbell for sure, and uh, credit to Gruden, actually, for also making LaVisca Chenault be a weapon throughout the offense, and that's something we haven't seen in a long time on, on the Jacksonville team is, is a weapon like that. Uh, that that can be used anywhere. He can throw the ball. He can he can run the ball. He can catch the ball. Uh, he, he's kind of it, look for him to be part of all assets of this offense. Uh, and then also right. a, a quickly a shout out to Tyler Eifert gets his first touchdown with the Jags. Chris yeah. Thompson got a touchdown with the Jags. Keelan Colts continues to be one of Minshew's favorite targets. Six receptions, 58 yards. He has come back out of nowhere, almost getting cut at the end of last year to to in the starting yeah. role. DJ Chark, 84 yards. Uh, Colin Johnson, uh, no catches. He was targeted three times. One of his catches was a tip pick that, uh, ended up putting Tennessee in good position. So if DD's healthy, you might end up seeing, seeing Colin Johnson go to a healthy scratch and DD back in the lineup. Cause he's getting close to being hundred percent again, according to Marone. So we'll see how that goes. And I, if I can just chime in real quick on this game, I mean, I'll be honest with you, like anybody that's a Jaguars fan and, you know, I consider myself, you know, a Jag fan, um, Obviously not my main team or whatnot, yeah. but I mean, th- for the first two games in the season, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I really, I'm really impressed with this team, especially with everybody that they lost talking mm-hmm. about major rebuild or whatnot. Mm-hmm. They're going out there, they're competing, they're fighting, sitting at one and one and, you know, playing a team that went to the, uh, what did uh, Tennessee went to the AFC championship, championship game. game yeah. Yep. And um, they did a pretty good job containing Derrick Henry, you know, Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. 84 uh, yards on 25 rushes, 3.4 average. That's nothing to slouch on, but you can tell that they no. did give up the air game as Tanhill went. I mean, he had a great day, 18 for 24, 239, four touchdowns and no picks. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, DJ Chark, you know, obviously one of the favorite receivers for Minshew. You no know, mm-hmm. four catches, 84 yards. That's very, you know, impressive uh, yards per catch. Um, Garden Minshew, man, like – yeah. I mean, this. I mean, this guy is. I mean, I think he's for real. I, I really do. You know, like taking over. Like, and he's still learning the game right now. Exactly. And with all these weapons that he has right now, and all the weapons that he lost, this guy just shows that he's the one out there to compete. And this mm-hmm. is a team that's not going to get blown out. He's in a fight, and he's a player that. A lot of defenders just aren't going to want to go against right now. I'm a huge fan of this kid, man. Big player that they need to grow around, and I'd like to see them continue to develop around uh, Minshew. They have the picks for it. Uh, the question is, will this regime hang on and stay around for another season, or will a new regime come in and potentially wipe that out? I don't know. I think I think wherever it is, they'll stick with Minshew. I need to see a little bit more out of the defensive front. Did not get back there that much. Uh, noteworthy play of the game on the interception that ended the game for the Jags. Jadavion Clowney was about a foot and a half off size on that snap, and it was a no call. So that could have been a big play late in the game. But nonetheless, I'm pretty proud of this team. They did good. I wanted to win, but uh, it, it couldn't get done. We put them, pushed them against the wall, which is more than I expected. So hopefully they get it back together, play up to their competition, and get the uh, get the win versus the Miami Dolphins on Thursday night. But we will see. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. A couple more games here we'll cover. Uh, Saints getting a surprising loss to Vegas, but, I mean, how about a win for Derek Carr, man? Yeah, to open up the new stadium, yeah. you know, which uh, looks like a, a badass stadium. I think, unfortunately, I, I wasn't up for that game last night, but I kind of saw the rundown today. Mm. Um, obviously, Waller, you know, the tight end for 
the Raiders. I was a huge fan of him when he was at Baltimore, and they did release him. I think they even made a statement today that everybody knew this kid was going to blow up, and it sure looked like he did last night. Um, good to see the Raiders right off to a 2-0 start right yeah. now. Yeah, Chucky's got him playing hard in Vegas. And we knew he would. Uh, to me, that's a perfect location for them, man. Mm. Las Vegas, that badass black stadium and all that. Chucky getting, you know, you know, now a couple of years under his belt. Um, it's a team, you know, to look out for, man. I mean, they're going to they're gonna compete. You know, and you know, Chucky's teams are always going to compete. So, good for them. That's a heck of a win. Yeah, without a doubt. They're definitely going to always compete. They'll always bring, you know, bring it game in and game now, out. Now, let me ask you. Yeah. Do you have those stats up? How the running back? Uh, what's his name? Jacobs. Yeah, how did yeah. you do last night? So I was going to actually touch on that. It was nice to see that Jacobs didn't have to carry the team to a victory. Derek Carr actually did take this team to a victory. Three touchdowns, 282 yards. Jacobs did rush the ball almost 30 times, though, but he only had 88 yards. So a fairly good job by the Saints. They, they game-planned, obviously, to shut him down, and they succeeded in that. But uh, Darren Waller, man, I mean, the dude got targeted 16 times. He's definitely going to be a target here on out. Uh, watch for, I mean, against some of the better teams, watch for potential double teams on him. You know, that could open up things for Aguilar and a lot of other players, Ruggs, uh, a, lot, a lot of people on that offense. So we'll see. We'll see what they do, man. But, yeah, I'm very impressed. They're a surprise 2-0 team for me, no doubt. No doubt at all. Uh, is Minnesota going to get a win, man? This is a rough start for them. Yeah, that kind of surprised me. I'll be honest with you. That defense, you know, obviously, you know, getting um, that big acquisition, you know, with Ngakwe in the offseason and always kind of known as being a stout defensive team. Thought Kirk Cousin might turn the corner right now. Um, obviously, Dalvin Cook signed that major deal. I think he's still producing, but I don't think anybody saw them going 0-2 to start the season off. And um, if you're a Vikings fan, you're not in panic mode yet, but it's probably definitely something that I don't think a lot of people expected. What do you think about those players that uh, ended up on that team? Uh, your Yannick and Gakwe's of the world that went over there trying to get a win, watching uh, every other teammate that left Jacksonville or in Jacksonville now has a win. Yeah, I mean, it's... And on top of that, he took an $8 million pay cut to go there. $8 million pay cut to go somewhere, yeah, and especially now with the Green Bay Packers, or you know, everybody thought they were going to have a drop-off, and they were just mm-hmm. lighting up the scoreboard. now averaging the most points in the NFL going into week three. Um yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they might be suffering, you know, without that skull chant in their stadium or whatnot. But it's definitely not, you know, a great start to the season for the Vikings. It'll be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go ahead and finish up with this. This is going to be a relatively quick episode today. Just a quick recap. A lot of you guys have seen what's going on. I'm going to go ahead and do this, like I said, impromptu, uh, Bobby. I'm going to ask you a few quick rapid fire questions. You give me the answer. How's that sound? Perfect. Let's do it. Cool. First question. Who is more on the hot seat right now, Quinn or Gase? Um, I, I say I say Quinn. I say Quinn. Okay, you say Quinn based on yeah. the based on the performance from last week, or just in general? Just in general, and the performance from last week. Uh, Gates is um, obviously what, the coach for the Dolphins right now. No, oh, right? I'm sorry. No, 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 not no, 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 no. Gase uh, for the Jets. Gase for the Jets. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Gase for you the Jets. You think of Flores uh, for the Dolphins? Right. Yeah, I'm sorry, Flores. Um. Now, I'm still going to go with Quinn just, you know, off the performance from last week and, you know, with the weapons that they have around him. You know, I think he was in the hot seat, you know, obviously last year and going into this season right now. Um, I'll see. I mean, that's kind of a toss up, but I'll just go with uh, Quinn on this one. What about you? Uh, I'm going to agree with you on oh, that one. Actually. Uh, but that, that was just you. I'm going to agree with you, though. I'll go ahead and hit it. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, I think that they have given Gase such a loose leash that I, I just at this point don't ever see him getting fired, which if you're if you ask me which of the two I'd rather see fired, it'd be Gase all day. Uh, if you're asking me who I think is on more of a hot seat, it's gonna be 
uh, it's going to be Quinn based on the talent he's got in that team and in the debacle that was this Sunday. Uh, yeah, so uh, here's another one for you. More likely to make the playoffs, Philadelphia or Washington? Even though uh, Philadelphia is, you know, off to this 0-2 start and Carson Wentz isn't looking – you know, like the Carson Wentz that everybody anticipated him to be. Mm-hmm. I still think the right, you know, the Redskins, even though they lost, you know, they won week one, impressive, you know, front seven defense. And this week they had a tough matchup on the road in Arizona. Um, I knew it was going to be tough for them to, oh, yeah. you know, handle, you know, uh, Murray and what I still think the Redskins are going to surprise more teams this year, but to make the playoffs. So I would probably still think the Eagles, um, just because I think they're just a little bit more ahead in veterans leadership and all that. Um, I don't see any of them making the playoffs for that. If they choose one, I would probably still choose the Eagles. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, based on what you've seen in these first few weeks, who, if, if, if I was to ask you right now and you, you had to tell me, who is your Super Bowl favorite right now? Your Super Bowl favorite matchup? Super Bowl favorite matchup right now? Yep. Um, I, I would probably go Seattle versus Kansas City. I'm thinking, I just love. I'm the, I the love the way thing, that Russell. I, th- I love the way Russell Wilson is playing at a higher level than he's ever played. DK Metcalf is starting to show himself as a true superstar. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're kind of banged up on that defense. Um, yes. And and obviously, you know, Casey, you know, the defending champs. They um, even though they were in a dogfight this week, it's the NFL. You never know when you're going to get in a dogfight in any week. But I mean, I still got to keep that team that hardly lost anybody. They didn't lose any chemistry. I can't not have them. You know, um, I, I still have them as my favorites right now to represent the AFC. So I'm going to Seattle right now, going to week three uh, versus KC. I'm with you on that. So I, I won't even extend any further on that. I actually agree with that 100%. Uh, I'll go ahead and end it on this one. Give me your dark horse teams for the AFC and the NFC, and then I'll give you mine, and then we'll wrap up. My dark horse, my dark horse team for the uh, AFC right now would be honestly would probably be the Raiders, man, just after their, you know, their, their two uh, performances to start the season off right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think, you know, just having a new stadium like that, like, and, you know, new location, just new regime and all that is definitely going to give them, you know, that extra, um, I mean, I'm very, you know, I couldn't think of another place for the Raiders to be than to be in Las Vegas. So I think that's a perfect, you know, fit, you know, for them as a franchise going forward and whatnot. And, Right now in the NFC, I'll be honest with you. I mean, and I'm going to call them dark horses, even though this team has a lot of history for winning Super Bowls or whatnot. And I didn't think I thought they were going to have a little bit of downfall this year, but I got to go with the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay Packers are lighting it up right now, man. Uh, Brett, or not Brett Favre, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Is, <laughs> Brett Favre <laughs> was in Tampa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, and I mean, this Aaron Jones kid is like ridiculous. He like, is. 18 carries for 168 yards, two touchdowns, four catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. Uh, they're, they're scary right now. I mean, I mean, what the, what that team is doing on offense right now is really scary, and I am beyond impressed, and I'm willing to eat my crow by thinking that Rodgers was going to have a step back and that team was going to have a step back. All right, so I have two. I had one. I have two. I'm going to name them both. I have two Dark Horse AFC teams. I have one Dark Horse NFC team. My, my NFC team... You actually just named it's the Green Bay Packers. I'm like you. I, I didn't think they would start off at the strong of a start. Um, I That was kind of my sneaky favorite is Aaron Rodgers coming in there and getting another ring and kind of restoring the balance to Green Bay. Uh, my two AFC teams, though, one of them is Buffalo, which a lot of people are starting to jump on the bandwagon now. 
uh, th- this team has got it. They are ready. The, adding Diggs to that offense has completely made them a million times more dynamic. Having Singletary and Moss in the backfield is fantastic. You have Beasley still. This is a really good team. The defense is very solid. Uh, my other dark horse team that not a lot of people are talking about, but they're going to start talking about in the coming weeks is the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers yeah. are nice, man. They are they are they, they they figured something out, man. Tomlin has got them guys ready to play, and I think me and you talked about it last week. Talked about Tomlin how how great he is uh, last week, but man, he's it, it's and it's, and all, it's back to business. It's the classic Pittsburgh team that I, I remember. Last year was kind of odd to me because I'm used to every year I watch football. You know, Pittsburgh's always in it in some form or fashion, and and even last year they were in it with a million different quarterbacks. So. Another dark horse team for me. Go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, that defense, just a touch point on that right there. Obviously, I'm really high on Bud Dupree and that whole defense. But mm-hmm. we know Pittsburgh's going to play really good defense. And I think James Conner is, you know, James Conner of two years ago, just to start the season off. You know, he's looking like he's a lot more healthy than he was last year. I believe he was banged up a little bit last year. Yes. Or a lot of bit. So, um, I can definitely see that. Pittsburgh is um, – it's a team that's going to battle week in, week out. And they're going to be in it. They're going to be in it definitely, you know, come wintertime. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, especially with that extra wild card spot in the line. Who knows what could happen? Who knows what happened at this point? So I can't wait to see what happens. Well, with that, we are going to wrap up this episode. Like I said, relatively short one for you, kind of quick analysis on a few games, and we're rolling into week three getting going. Uh, Bobby, any last words? Um, yeah, so what do we got this Thursday? We got the Jags this we Thursday? We got the Jags and Dolphins in Jacksonville this Thursday. Okay. So that's going right, to be a good one. I can't wait to talk that game. You know I'm excited for that one. Yeah, yeah. We, and I'm a... we get one primetime game a year, so I got to get excited for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know we're going to touch base tomorrow on the, um, you know, our predictions for the week and all that. But I'll be honest with you right now, man. I can't wait to text Nick and maybe even reach out to him, see if he can jump on. Because, you know, my Cowboys go over to the link and play uh, – Seattle, which is going to be a huge four o'clock game this week. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Well, like I say, I got a lot to say about that one, but we'll go ahead and save that for tomorrow after the short and sweet episode. Yep. We will. We will. Also, Dallas, Atlanta. We're talking Dallas, Atlanta. We're not walking away from that game. We're just saving it. No, tomorrow, we can't. So well, yeah, trust me, yeah. there will be a lot of time spent on that one. The time we made up today will probably be added to the episode tomorrow. Yeah, I got <laughs> just a little little nugget on that one right there. I even had a couple of my high school players talking to me, just a little sneak preview about like, hey, Coach Rhodes, man, what was Atlanta thinking on that onside kick, man? They know that they can go get that ball, you know? And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, <laughs> so... That'll be fun to talk with him, Matt, man. I know that was a hard one for him to swallow. I've oh, been yeah. there before, but um, we'll, yeah, we'll touch base on that tomorrow. We'll touch Looking base on to all it. that and a lot more. Book it with Bobby. What's grinding Matt's gears? I got to assume it's going to be Atlanta-related Atlanta uh, win-losses, our locks of the week. We got a lot coming up on tomorrow's episode, so please join us. We appreciate you listening. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, if you please, and uh, see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Take care, guys. Yep. See you guys tomorrow.